Welcome, Welcome to the, to the After, After Hours Sessions, Sessions podcast. podcast. My name, My name is D-Rock, and today, and today I have, I have an awesome, awesome special guest. guest. She is she a is legend in the session wrestling industry, industry and, and someone who, who I've been a fan of for a long, long time. time. And I'm so and honored that she decided, decided to come on the podcast, podcast today. The, the one, and one and only, only Michaela Miles. Miles. How, are How are you today? <laughs> well, thank you. I'm doing really well, actually. Thank you so much for having me on, D-Rock. I appreciate it. Absolutely. <laughs> so before <laughs> we started recording, you were telling me about how you got injured, and I was just wondering if you mind sharing that with the audience. Oh, it's actually kind of a funny story. So... So I do all of these things, and I've been an athlete my entire life, and I, I'm really good at, like, being mindful of my body and taking care of myself, um, <laughs> but I've, and I've been, I have been back on sessions, like, doing sessions again and wrestling, but that is not how I injured myself, and working out is not how I injured myself. How I injured myself is I twisted <laughs> my back the wrong way, grabbing the shampoo out of my bathtub. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I I always I think that's the funniest thing in life and the irony of my life is that I've like I've I've pushed my body to limits that most people haven't and that's how I injure myself is twisting my back and shampoo. <laughs> you know what? That, that, that makes you more relatable. Someone <laughs> sees you as like, like this awesome, awesome badass <laughs> athlete and like oh nothing happens to her unless it's like through like this extreme combat, but Michaela, Michaela Miles is human just like everybody else. That's right, that's right. <laughs> and Herbal Essence got me. <laughs> oh, shoot, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's the story. And right now I'm just trying to recover. My, um, my, my show is actually in a week, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it or not, but I'm, I'm pushing through and seeing what happens, you know, but sometimes you're just not in control, you know? right. right. <laughs> Well, hopefully you, hopefully you, you, uh, you uh, heal up in, heal time, up in for time for the show. But, yes, thank but, you. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's, so that's, but you kind of said something, that, said something that, leads that leads to what I, what my, I, first, you know, my question first question was, was well, what was, well, the, what was the, growing up, growing up the first sports that you really, like, really, connected, like connected with, with really and like, really were like, this is... I love being I love an athlete. being an athlete. Oh yeah. Well, I I mean I like came out of the womb basically an athlete. My, my and my parents kind of like pushed me towards it because they were like, "Holy Toledo, this like I'm just genetically built for sports." Um, however, the first I think the first sport that I was like, "This is what I'm supposed to be doing" was definitely volleyball. I um. I, I'm a blocker. Like, I like blocking shit. <laughs> and I, yeah, like, I'm just a badass. And my hands are so huge. And I'm so tall that, like, I, literally, if I, like, just put my hands up, I mean, I can cover so much of the net. Um, so volleyball started me on that route. And then basketball, the same thing. I'm, I'm, I was just always the center because, of course, I was always the tallest. But, um one of my things is blocking. Like, I have great timing, and I, I just, I don't, it's funny, like, I'm like this in life, too. Like, I don't let shit come into my world that shouldn't be there. <laughs> I'm like, not today, not today. <laughs> so, I was, I, and, 
also one of my things in life has always been like to entertain people and to get people excited about life so whenever I blocked I mean in volleyball or basketball like the crowds would go crazy it was it was and I would talk shit too I mean I was (laughs) I wasn't I was never mean I was just like you know I was like yeah, not today. <laughs> you're a little, you're a little playful. <laughs> not playful is a good word. Yes, yeah. playful yeah. is a good word for me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense. So you, so you were always defense oriented. Very, very defense oriented. Yeah. I. Yeah. Ra- rarely, actually, in volleyball, I was offense too because I was a great spiker as well. But um, mostly defense. Yep. I'm, I'm a defender. <laughs> I, can, I can picture that. <laughs> Now, now, would you would say, could you say your parents kind of got, got you into it? it? Does that athletic ability, ability kind of run throughout, like, your family, like your family or, or were you, were you a, special a special case? case? I was a special case. <laughs> Very special. Um, um, yeah, no, my my parents are really short. My, well, my dad's 5'7", my mom's 5'5", five, five-ish, um, and it wasn't really, like, a thing to be an athlete, especially as a girl, um, you know, kind of, I know, like, I'm kind of aging myself a little bit, but it, it wasn't like it is now, um, but it's, it's interesting genetically that I didn't have that in my family because nobody was an athlete. Like, my dad, he, like, later on in his life, he has really great genes. I think he just didn't tap into it until he was older. Um, he was a triathlete, um, but other than that, not really. I was I was the special one. <laughs> special. <Wow. laughs> but I'll tell you a quick story. Sure, the sure. reason that I actually wanted, like, so the, the the my main drive in life was I wanted to be a teacher. I knew when I was six years old that I wanted to teach. I I just felt it. It was something that I knew I wanted to do in life. And I remember my dad sitting at the table, and I and I, I was asking him. Dad, how do I get to be a teacher? And he said, you have to go to college. And I was like, what's college? And, you know, he told me about college. And then he's, we weren't, I didn't grow up wealthy. Um, and my parents, we could, they couldn't afford college. So my dad said, if you want to go to college, you need to get a scholarship. And I was like, what's a scholarship? So from that, like, from six years old, it was kind of planted as a seed in my head of, like, if I want my goal, I, here's what I have to do, and this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> and so it's just what I did. <laughs> so. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So now, so now let me, let is, me, that, is something that something that kind of, like, like cur- 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 you're at six foot three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have parents five, five, and five, seven. Yeah. Like, have you been curious? Like, can you trace back to see? Like, where that that height height comes from, or... Yeah, actually, way down the line, um, like, my, on my grand, uh, I'm sorry, on my mom's side, um, I have some height, like, way, way, my, like, my great, great, great grandfather was enormous, I think he was, like, 7'2", but then that's it, like, no, no other tall people. My brother, um, who's younger than me, is a little bit short. He's six two, so it's just like me, him, and then my great 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 grandma, great 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 grandfather. Wow. <laughs> <So>. wow. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. No, no, Genetics no, no, are no, strange. It's, 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 it's fascinating. <laughs> yes. It's always, it's always, I think we're always used to 
making that making assumption, that assumption like, like, okay, okay if we see someone who is really tall, really tall mm-hmm. than their parents mm-hmm. and grandparents, but that's not always the case. You're right. It's not. Yeah. And it, and it, it's interesting growing up in a world that where you're not like I feel like it would probably be easier to grow up if you had a tall family because that's just mm-hmm. how it goes but my parents were my parents were very compassionate and very kind and loving um people who they just tried to understand they you know because I would cry like growing pains like I remember them giving massages to me because my legs were cramping all the time my in my big big ass feet like I could never find shoes like <laughs> so <laughs> So yeah, they. I, I love my parents very much, but genetically, yeah, we. Nope. <laughs> so that must have been. Was it was it tough just physically, or because I know I know being very, being very tall for a young lady, lady, but but being also a great great athlete, like was, like, was it hard, like connecting, like connecting with people socially, or was it more just tough physically? You know, that's a great question. Um, for me. I used my my talents to help me because I I had a really hard like growing up like when I was in junior high I had a really tough time I was super bullied blah 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 um, and you know I mean I think all of us are at some point but and so I'm not trying to like have a sob story about it but when I was in junior high we that year let's see no it was my ninth grade year I moved to a new school and I I basically like did kind of like the law of attraction. I just told myself, I'm not going to get bullied here at this new school. I'm going to use my talents because I hadn't discovered my talents really until about my seventh or eighth grade year. I'm going to use my talents to get people to like, like me and give them, give them energy instead of them taking it for me and, and, and like, you know, uh, hurting me kind of. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I got to the new school and I just, I I changed my thinking and who I was and my confidence level of like, no, I am a badass and no, I can do this and I will um, like, you know, give energy in a different way. So So that opportunity opportunity, like for for you you moving and going to a new school led for you kind of like to reinvent reinvent yourself. Yes, which... to this day I'm so grateful for because my my father was military and I feel sorry for people that sometimes that have to stay in the same you know in the same city their whole lives because you're you're labeled you're stuck you're you're that's just what you are but the second you make that decision to or at least for me to change um and it's a change of mindset you know it's that you don't have to believe what other people say about you because mostly it's not true and what i learned in life is that they're just jealous assholes usually so so yeah (laughs) so yeah so that's 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 awesome that perspective because from talking to a lot of people people who grew up as child of someone in the military you hear and i definitely have empathy for how tough it is to move around but you never hear that other perspective about not staying in one place and just being labeled like getting a chance to reinvent yourself that's really cool and inspiring yes I totally agree with you and i i'm great i am so grateful for for my father 
you know, changing his, his life to go into the military and, and be of service, but also just for that fact, because I got to see so many things in life that other people never, you know, like when you're stuck in the same city, you don't get cultural experiences and new ways of seeing life. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, <laughs> very. Yeah. No, that's no, awesome. That's awesome. And, yeah. And I didn't, and I didn't forget, forget. I wanted to ask you, um, what drew, what drew you, you to wanting to be a teacher, teacher at, at such a young age? age? And I'm the son, I'm the son and, and grandson of teachers, teachers so Aww. I wouldn't be forgiven if I didn't, if I didn't ask you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yay. Well, congratulations. You, yeah, you come from good people. Absolutely not. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what drove me, you know, you know, in life, sometimes there's just, for me, there was just something that just knew, like, I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. I, I, I think my biggest role models in life, which at, the, at six years old are, were not that many, but they were teachers. They were people who, like, I was inspired by them because I loved learning. I loved going to school. I loved, like, I just loved the learning aspect of it. And I think one of the biggest influencers on me was was my first grade teacher. She always taught that like you you have to play, like you have to you have to love what you're doing in order to learn or achieve anything. And that like kind of set me for life kind of and that's how I always have taught life and that's actually how I've always done everything in my life because if I'm not having fun and it's not fun for me and the people that are around me doing it then I'm not doing it (laughs) and it quite honestly that's actually why I love sessions because it's like adult recess (laughs) (laughs) it really is and it's like you get to play you get to be creative you get to be imaginative like and I think that's what started me that's what kind of like sparked my love of teaching and that I just knew and even to this day, I'm still a teacher, not mm-hmm. not in not in the school districts anymore. But yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. no, absolutely, you are. And, <laughs> Thanks. And I think and that's I think really, that's really like, a cool like a cool lesson, lesson because so many so many times, times like when I was, when I was growing up, up, I heard just what's well, your job and you do it. And I kind of felt like, well, if I don't like this job, how am I going to like? Like, you know, like, you, you try, try but how am I going to, like, do it well if I don't have an interest in it? And it wasn't until, like, later on that people, you know, started explaining, like, you find your passion and find what you're into and love what you're doing. And that's awesome that your first grade teacher gave you that lesson at that age. Yes, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Very lucky. So, I know that... Because I listen, and I'll do a plug for you, the Michaela Miles Show, show, the podcast. (laughs) So everyone listening to this, also go listen to the Michaela Miles Show podcast. It's really awesome. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) D-Rock. Of course, of course. (laughs) So I know that you were a teacher, but what was leading, like what were those feelings inside that was leading you to make that transition into something different? <laughs> oh, that that can open up a whole new like a Pandora's box. That's awesome. Well, okay, so there were. I mean, I was young. I was twenty. Whatever. How old was I? Gosh, twenty two, twenty one. I I was young, and I didn't. Um, 
I didn't know life. Like, I was just like, oh, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to go be a teacher, and I'm going to have a husband, and I'm going to do a family, and have a white white picket fence. And then um, life kind of slammed me a little bit <laughs> and um, put, a, like, a headlock on me. <laughs> and... Um, I, I, I actually got cancer and I was, so I was young. I was just like coming out of life, like in this, as this like, like bright eyed, cheery, bushy tailed kind of like, yay, life is great. And, um, I got cancer and that shifted everything for me. And to this day, I am still very grateful for it because if I didn't get it I wouldn't have changed my life so early on and I feel like the older you get the less <laughs> the less um change happens kind of yeah, thing yeah yeah <laughs> so so that's what I did I I reevaluated my life I was um I was just like I wait a minute hold on a second I'm not where I, I'm not this is not how life should be like I could die at any moment and here I am struggling. I was struggling with lots of things. I was making $18,000 a year from teaching, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I can make that in like a weekend at, for sessions. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was struggling with financial things and um, just the understanding that, oh, having a husband and a family and a, and a white picket fence is cool, but I... For me, I am a very, like, adventurous and free-spirited person who I was, like, holy... Like, you know when you just are sitting down in your life and you're like, wow, this is it? <laughs> like, I was, at, I was like that at 20, so... <laughs> 21. So, so, not to say that it was bad or wrong, but basically that's what led me to the decision of, like, there's there has to be more. Um, because so then what then what do I do with it well I have a choice I can sit and do what I've been doing which is okay and it was fine and I you know I've, I mean I would have been happy um probably sort of but not really I wouldn't have been right, right. <laughs> or I can make the choice to do something different and at that time my choice was to to be better to my body like to um be be more in touch with it because I wasn't um I I just basically what happened to me was I had a doctor and he was a he was actually a, you know a western doctor who told me about um yoga and meditation. That was, you know, 40 no, 20 I don't gosh, I'm so bad at math. That was like 23 24 years ago. Oh, wow. And yeah, and that changed my entire life. I got so excited and obsessed basically with yoga because it had helped me through my mental things with with my physical being like with my with my yoga with I mean with my cancer and all that jazz and I, I so I went and got certified and I was became a teacher <laughs> go figure <laughs> so so yeah that's that's kind of um I feel like I'm like a rambling a little bit no, on no, it not but at all. okay yeah but yeah, so that's basically um, how things kind of shifted for me was the fact that it was a physical thing that had happened. I got cancer and went through that process of it and decided, you know what, life is freaking short. Like, and I'm, I'm not, I didn't see myself, I couldn't see myself struggling making, you know, eighteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a year 
to do what? I was like, what am I doing? Yes, I'm impacting kids' lives, and yes, I absolutely love teaching, but I wasn't, there was, that uh, that was not enough for me. <laughs> I was like, no, I came here to experience life and to explore and to do things. I, and I, I can't, I'm not somebody who can sit on the couch either and just watch TV. That drives me, I go nuts, so... <laughs> No, yeah. No, no. So I have a quick have question, a quick question for, you. for you. Yeah. Because I'm in, I'm in social, social work, work, and then I've done. I'm, I'm back in it now. now. Oh, nice. I also did a little bit of like drug and alcohol counseling, and I've talked to people because I was a psych major, and people who were in like social work majors, and we've talked about like. When we, were when we were in college, in college like, we had, like we had that dream of like wanting to help people, people. And, we, and we we do, but, but there's so, there's so much that you're, that you're not taught about like what goes with the job when, when you're learning about it. About it. And, I was and I was wondering because I know like the financial, the financial struggle, struggle, but was that, but also, was that also a part of it with teaching, teaching for you? For you? Um, you the, you're saying the financial. Like, like was like, that it? Or? Like, like were there, there other things? Like I know, like, you, like were you were impacting children's, children's lives, but, mm-hmm. but were there parts of the job that you were, that like, you were like, oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't know, know it came with X, Y, X, y and Z, Z as well? As well. That kind of, like, oh, kind of more on you. Great question. Yeah. So what? Here's what I. This is me, and this is what I do in everything in my life. Whenever I go into something new, I look around and I look at the veterans. I look at the older people. I look at I look at their lives and I look at what how they are. That's what happened to me. I um because, you know, when the ki- like dealing with the kids, no problem. I and I was in a poor very very poor school district and the ki- I the kids were amazing. And to this day I still keep in touch with a lot of them and I just love them. They're they're amazing kids. But but what happened for me was I saw all the older teachers around me and they were freaking miserable. And I you ask any teacher today who's been in it longer than like probably 10 years, they're they're miserable. Yeah. Um <laughs> Like legit miserable, and so that's what I do. Is I I go whenever I go into something new, I look around at the veterans and I see what what they've done or what they're doing with their lives and how they are. And I know I'm not them, but that's how I kind of place my value in it. Like how how much am I going to put into this? Do I want to do this for thirty years of my life? And that's when I was young, I got that, and I know that was against everything that everybody had told me and even my own family because my dad is a career man like he's like you know you stay dedicated and you stay loyal and you do your job and you and he does but I am not like that (laughs) I'm very much like if it's if I'm not adding value or service to something then what is my point because you're hurting not only yourself but all those around you and the people that love you and the people that you love so um i saw that's what changed my perspective and that's kind of what um like so it wasn't a wearing down of things because i only did it for two years so it was more like i was just watching i'm an observer i watch people (laughs) and then i and then i go you know what? Is this what I want for my life? No. Then I'm going to change something about it. So <laughs> I, I love that you said that because I think the same way, but I've never said it out loud. But every job, I'm always looking at those who have been there for a while and how they are. And you're right. It's weird because 
you're not you're not them, them. and every, mm-hmm. every situation is different, different mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. also like that question, that question of, of can i either change the outcome totally mm-hmm. or am i going to be a chip off the old block and bind up being like these people in 10 or 20 years exactly and yeah and yeah i think that's great that you see that too but i and i also do believe that it's not necessarily like you like yeah you like you said we're not those people and we're not necessarily going to become those people but i i i feel like if you can add value other places in life life is i mean it's short but it's long (laughs) but but i feel like if you for me and i should only speak for myself but for me i just feel if i'm not adding value or making a difference then I'm not going to just sit there and collect a damn paycheck. Like, F that. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. No, yeah. no, no. You curse. You curse. <laughs> I, 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 I know. I think I asked three times. I'm like, whoops, watch your mouth. No, so what kind, what kind of, of pushed, pushed you to make that leap to, leap to go, go into something, something so so different? I mean, because you you are still teaching, but it's in a much different way and doing sessions and everything like that. Absolutely. Well, what pushed me was my curiosity, my, um, and well, and it's actually funny because when I first started, I had no idea about fetish. Like I was so like goody two shoes. Like if you can think of like, the like, and I'm, I'm not, definitely I wasn't perfect, but I'm just thinking like this little like student who's like good at every, I mean, I was good. I was, I was a great student. I was a great athlete. Um, I got married early. I was a great wife. I was a great teacher. And then, (laughs) and then I got curious. No, (laughs) no, but what was funny is how it happened or what the spark was for me was um the internet and i know this is the <laughs> the internet can be used for good and bad but very true yeah but i was actually looking online for shoes i my life struggle has always been shoes like that's been my struggle <laughs> that's my life struggle <laughs> um f- trying to find shoes that fit me and i was looking for shoes and i came upon a yahoo group and it was called amazon supermodels and i was like oh there's got to be tall women in here i bet they know where i where i could find shoes so i posted on this yahoo group hey i'm 6'3 and i have size 16 feet yada 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 where can i can anyone recommend where i can find shoes the next morning i woke up and i had well over 300 emails and i was baffled because especially back then when the internet just came out I was like whoa all these people connecting with me like who is this and who's I was going through every email and every single email was a man (laughs) (laughs) saying (laughs) saying stuff like oh can I have a picture what what do your feet look like do you have muscles are you so and I'm like wait what is this so so that curiosity well so basically like like short long sh- short story long no long story short no. <laughs> i'll get it i'll get it right you're like it's all good um was basically that um 
the mediator or the owner of the group said, if you are who you really are. Oh, so I got into a fight, actually, an online fight with uh, some guy on there saying that I wasn't a, a real woman. He's like, she's lying. She's an imposter. It's one of us. She, you know, because back then, I don't even think there were really pictures on those sites too many. But right, um, right. but the owner of the group said, if you are who you really are, I want to talk to you. So he called me and I'm like, who is like, what is this? What is this group? First of all, and he's like, have you ever heard of the uh, fetish stuff? And I said, fetish? What are, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, there are men who like tall, strong, beautiful women. And I'm like, okay, well, that that's definitely me. But what are you going to what do we do about this? <laughs> And he said, send me a couple of pictures and I'll see what I can do. So I sent him a couple of pictures and he like right away, like instantly, two minutes later, wrote me, called me and said, you need to get your butt to L.A. and we are going to make some money. <laughs> That's exactly what he said to me. Wow. <laughs> so at the time I was married and I, I asked my husband, what do you think about this? And he's like, um whatever he's like my he was he's such an awesome person he's very very supportive and always helpful with me he said you're gonna do whatever you're gonna do so <laughs> whatever you do i support you just i'm i want to go at least this first time to make sure that you're safe and i'm like okay cool so we did <laughs> wow wow yeah now i i what what i know you i know were you were adventurous, adventurous and and it was, it was a you know, you know internal, internal struggle, struggle and you have been through so much with your, with your cancer, cancer diagnosis, but still, but still what pushes you, because I'm not sure where you were at before, what city, but to fly to LA, to LA like, like there's that, that because, you're, because you're, you got to be wondering, like, even though now we now we know where it led to, and I love it, and you love it, but you got to be like, is this for real, or am I crazy? Like, what pushed you to, like, say, I'm going to actually, actually get this plane, plane ticket, ticket and put, and my, put butt my butt in the seat and go and, yeah. go and see what this is. is. Well, this is something that I think you can't teach people. This is something that I have had internally my entire life. I, I just like, I know that I came here on this earth to explore and to, and to learn and to meet new people and have awesome experiences and because I've always been this way I'll just if I feel it like I feel it, I have to feel it first like if it's in my internal gut I don't care like what anybody else says or what anybody else thinks or is it safe is it not safe fuck it like life is not safe it's not supposed to be safe like no, it's not, it's not. <laughs> so and and you can have a safe little bubble in your world but you're not gonna have fun trust me and you're you, definitely you won't grow. yeah you won't exactly and I feel that's my fear for kids these days holy shit I'm like like, yes. yeah, nobody's growing. Nobody, you're not, you don't go learn anything. You don't go experience life. You don't have, so that, that was, I think it was just an internal thing for me that I just, it, I've always been that way. I still am. I'm 46 years old and I'm still like, what's next? Let's bring it. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's, but that's awesome, awesome because, because I think, I think for, me, for me through this, through this podcast, podcast and we, you know, new, you know, new like you, like love, you sports, love sports, I love sports, I love sports. so you always, so you always hear, about hear about this athlete, he or she, he or she had, had 
the intangibles, the intangibles that you can't teach. Mm-hmm. And, it mm-hmm. and it applies there, but I think it implies in all aspects, all aspects of lives mm-hmm. that, like, mm-hmm. there's those there's things, things that we can lay out and say, and say well, I did this and I weighed that. that. But, there but there are those intangibles that, like you said, you just can't teach. Mm-hmm. I, w- I, I will definitely agree with you on that one. A hundred percent. You either have it or you don't. Um, and yeah, you can't, cause you can't, I, I don't know. You, it's like, it's a, in my thing, it's also deeper than that too. It's a fear thing. I don't have a lot of fear. I have like, I have a healthy respect for fear and I definitely am. And I definitely know how to keep myself safe. And I know people like I, I'm a really good reader of people. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like it, you just, you, but you can't, necessarily teach that you know (laughs) yeah i agree Mm -hmm. now what was was really fascinating fascinating, i'm not gonna lie i've been a fan of yours for a while and i remember seeing like like clips of you and robin coleman for those listening if you watched american gladiators a few years ago the new one she was she was helga but, but what was cool, what was cool is, hearing is hearing you talk about, you talk about how, influential how influential she was, she was in getting, getting you into the industry. The industry. And, I was and I was wondering if you would like talk, like, about, talk that. about that. Oh, heck yeah. Robin Coleman is She's such an awesome person. She's such a lovely being. Like, um, I, she, I, I probably would not have been... Yeah, I, pro- I was. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I would not have been um, as into the world of wrestling, especially if it weren't for her. Um, she, we met on set, <laughs> and these are the things. Like these are the things that I wish people would get, but people don't need to get it. I just need to get it. Maybe it's just my journey. Is that like when you take the risk to show up and do something different in life, you meet cool people and you have these instant like bonds and these cool like experiences when you sit at home and don't do shit you don't get that in life (laughs) so and I'm not going to pound that one on the head anymore but um I will say that when I was on set with her like the moment I walked in to the room she was like her her entire head went whoa like we made this like instant bond with each other because whatever we're tall we're we're big we're we're, um, you know, we're different. We're unique women in the world. And um, we, we became instant friends. She was like, oh, my God, you have, like, come on, you have to do this, this, and this. And she is a go-getter, too. She always has been. And um, she she's definitely somebody with real, like, tr- trust of the world, trust of life. Like, just go, 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 go do this, go do that. And um, the way that she kind of, like really got me into her world kind of was she said hey I have this guy in New York who wants like he would die to meet you and I'm like uh here we go again like (laughs) we trust do we try like you know I just met this woman she's a little wacky and wild but of course so am I and says hey I want to you want to jump on an airplane to New York and go meet this guy and I'm like heck yeah let's go (laughs) so so yeah um and she has been, and we're actually still friends to this day. Uh, oh, she, awesome! Yeah, she's a she's an amazing person, and she's I I think she's pretty happy right now. She's doing her. She's still doing. I think she judges like the strong strong man and strong woman contest, and she's involved in like the bodybuilding industry still. And she's yeah, she's just a a lovely person. Yeah. No, no that's so cool. Yeah. And, and 
know, I know, you, I know played you played sports, sports and, and did volleyball, but but with seeing, seeing Robin that first time, time was that, that one of the first, one of the first times, times you saw like, like another, another woman who was because she's, she's probably an inch, an inch or two shorter than you, but one of like, one the, of like strongest the strongest women on the planet, like strongest people on the planet. So like, was that one the first times that you were like, oh, there's another like like physically at least. Badass, badass person, person like, me. like me yeah absolutely absolutely especially in that in the in the industry in the fetish world like i i've met athletes who i who, who have impressed me like you know like when i was in college ball and stuff but what not on the scene like not on the fetish scene i was always like uh whatever like you know i'm like come on because back in the day we actually wrestled we didn't it wasn't fake like i mean there there was some fake stuff because obviously like i'm not gonna you're gonna smash these little like five foot two girls but but back in the day and so we really did wrestle and i was like yay somebody who i can actually play with like (laughs) and we won't hurt each other you know yeah yeah so yeah, I was impressed by her, and and yeah, any I think anytime another tall girl sees another tall girl, you like size each other up, and then you get the vibe from each other, and then you either bond or you are a bitch. Like <laughs> I I usually bond because I like it. I'm like, hey, where do you get your clothes? Where do you get your shoes? Yay! <laughs> yeah, and, and that and must, be, must something be something too because. because... <clears throat> Like I like said, I said like you said, like she's still judging, still judging like the strong man. man. So, it was so it was f- finding, finding someone who probably probably is like, is like physically, physically stronger than you is like is also like a wow. Like, this is another there's another person, person like, me like me out here. Yeah, most definitely. I yeah, I would say in my especially back in the day that was pretty rare for me um and the i think i was only afraid of one person my entire like time and but then because she was a huge bodybuilder um what was her name misty no oh not misty what was her name oh shoot i can't remember her name a vancouver girl um and yeah but then i realized bodybuilding is kind of looks you know like so it's not necessarily strength but um yeah but to find the those women who who actually kind of like were challenging and also like able to like like i didn't just walk in and crush them kind of thing so that was yeah that was that was always fun because it was like you got to play then and there was a there was real competition oh april kohler was she she was small but she was also very i was like okay i like i loved her actually she because she's fun and playful um sometimes you get those women who are like no don't touch me like and i'm like oh god let's come on (laughs) oh and christy i christy um Chris, uh, Christy Etzel. Yeah, Christy, yeah. She, oh, she was just on the podcast. Oh, she was. Oh, yeah. nice. Yes. Yeah, I love. Oh, she is a freaking hoot. I love her. Oh, yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> she is awesome. <laughs> yes. No, that's so no, cool. that's so cool. So, so I guess to I connect it to what you were saying earlier about when you were when you were a teacher and, and looking at the veterans, was that was kind of the same? Like you looked at like a Robin or maybe a Christy. And you saw, and you saw like, like, oh, they have been in it for a while, and they seem happy. Mm-hmm. And did that kind of like, like happen with you? Absolutely. That's exactly exactly what happened. Because <laughs> exactly what you said. I looked at those people who you know who had been doing it longer, and was like, oh, yeah, they they have. I mean, I, in my brain, I was like, they definitely have different lifestyles. Um, they're not 
you know, none of them were tied down. None of them had family, you know, none of them had families. None of them had relationships. So they were single, free and happy. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. <laughs> so, so that's kind of, um, definitely was one of my main reasons for going full time into it. Absolutely. Cause I'm like, well, look at that. Like they're doing it. So, and they're happy. <laughs> so how, so long, how long was it, was it before you, you went? Like, like from, from okay, okay I'm going to leave teaching and do this full time. Like, how long of a time period was that for you? It was about a, a year and a half I did both. No, yeah, it was maybe about two years I did both. I Well, once I was, um, once I... Once I left teaching, I went in. Then I went into the physical world, and I was I was doing personal training. I was teaching yoga. I was um, doing a lot of fitness stuff, um, and that's when I I lasted about two years in that. And then I decided, you know, like this is crazy. I can just go travel and make make tons more money and go do things that I want to go do <laughs> instead of staying at home all day. Like yeah, <laughs> so and that must, and that must have been. I guess maybe maybe an advantage for you, like, having grown up travel, because I'm sure, sure, like, for a lot of, like, the session wrestlers that I've talked to, that's probably probably one of the harder things is sometimes, it's cool, but adjusting to that travel schedule, but I guess for you, maybe it wasn't as bad having grown up in a military family. No, yeah, that's a great point. It's true, because I can, you know, throw me anywhere in the world with a credit card and I'll do fine. It's true. I mean, you have to. Like, that's just how they say that about military brats. Like, you know, as long as they have a some a source of income, they can basically figure it out. And it's true. Um, yeah, because you learn really quick. Like, you learn how to read people. You learn how to read situations. Um, you learn who's who's good and who isn't. You learn who, you know, you learn really quickly. Like, how to entertain yourself because you know your friends might be there one day and then they move the next kind of thing so yeah so so in those when you finally finally said i'm going to make this this, i'm going to start doing this and you talked talked about how you were very like a rookie when it comes to fetish who or what kind of helped you figure out like what i like and what i don't like and having to put those boundaries up Oh, yeah, that's great. That's a great question. Wow. Um, I think I'm still learning that to this day. Like, I don't think you ever stop learning um, in anything that you do, but especially in this industry, it's always it's always changing. It's always shifting. Um, and your boundaries are always getting pushed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think it's just been this lifelong process of me learning people like learning like because you have to like you have to learn your client you have to know like because in a way you're providing a service and or for me I I only speak for myself sorry I say you but um like I'm only I'm providing a service a service for my client and um I know a lot like a lot of times a lot of 
a lot of women these days especially are like, oh, I'm the goddess and I, I'm the one who directs everything. But I still am, maybe I'm old school and I still believe in like, I want my client to be happy. So yeah, I, I want to give the best like experience that I can um, without going across my boundaries, of course. And that's been always my kind of like lesson in life is like, okay, you can do so much, but then when I... I have a, I have a really like high threshold, like I can take a lot, but then when I'm done, like when I, if somebody crosses my final like boundary kind of thing, I'm done. Like I'm just, I'm out. So, um, it's kind of, it has been this like lifelong process of learning people, basically learning the, the industry, learning, um, the fetish, uh, and and because and I'm involved in so many of them, it's you know I have mostly mine is the foot fetish and Amazon fetish and athletic like the fitness and uh, wrestling stuff too. But yeah, it's it's constantly and every single thing, every single client, everything, every single experience, everything is it's always different, and that's what I love about it because you ne- it's never the same ever. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's so true. Mm-hmm. I think even if, even if you, like, say, like, say I say, I'm going to, I'm gonna, every time, every time I, do I do a lift and carry session, session mm-hmm. when I meet session with a session wrestler, wrestler it's still different, different every time. Every time. Mm-hmm. It's, still it's still just a unique, a unique experience, experience all, mm-hmm. all on its own. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And back in the day, like when I first started, I definitely was not as experienced, obviously, but I also wasn't as, um, like, I, I, I didn't know. I remember, like, my one of my first wrestling sessions was with this fellow who was, like, all out. Like, he wanted to kill me. Like, he was, like, serious. And, oh, wow. like, he was competitive. And I didn't know. I went with him. Like, I did it. And I had bruises all down my leg. And I was beat. I mean, I, we did. Like, I kicked his ass, too. Because, like, <laughs> and it was, but, so for me, in some ways, very, very fun. Because I'm a physical person. And I love the physical the contact and the excitement of it like it really brings me to life but I realized oh I can't do this like there's no way that I can do this for like you know 20-30 years so I better pull back a little bit and figure this out so that he those types of clients um, have definitely taught me like okay you need to figure out what how you how you can handle this as a long-term thing by with was still giving them what they like, you know, um, but not like overdoing things and hurting yourself. My, the biggest thing is injury, so. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but. Now, yeah. now I'm wondering from those, from those um, um, first times, first times that, that you were like on your own doing, doing sessions, sessions. Was there was like a story, story of someone who was appropriate, was appropriate but kind of was. Asking for like a request, and you were kind of like, "What the heck?" Or like, "I, I'm not sure what this is, but I want to be an okay." But like, you kind of got that first time of like, really learning like this industry. Every client is different. Um. Yeah. I. What? It's interesting. Like, I never really had like 
like I've never had a bad experience with um, my sessions. Thank heavens. I, I find that most of my clients are really respectful and they, they understand like I don't provide certain services and I'm pretty, like I'm pretty adamant about that. But <clears throat> as far as like, I think that's what you're asking. Is that, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Well, asking like, like Kind of like a kind funny, like a funny story, story of, like, of like someone, someone asked, asked like a, like a unique, unique request that you were like, huh? Like I never, like, heard, I never of heard of this, or like, or like, like especially, especially when, when you were like, I'm sure, I'm sure now, now you've heard, heard so many, <laughs> but when you were starting, you're kind of like, like, wait a minute, they're asking me to to do to do what? And it's not like a bad thing, but it's like. It's unique. it's unique. Oh, understood, understood. Yes, in fact, <laughs> I do. I have a, I have a, many of those. Um, and I, so my, my thing in, in this life, especially, is definitely you cannot judge anything because you, like, you don't know. We all tick on different clocks, you know. So I feel like everybody has their own little thing that spices their life up or whatever but I'll never forget I had one fellow who booked me for a wrestling session and I, you know I came in all like oh I'm gonna you know whatever he I thought he wanted me to talk shit and you know <laughs> do be mean kind of thing and he's like well so actually I just didn't know how to ask you this um but basically I just want you to like stand above me and i think this is this was way before giantess stuff so he probably had giantess fetish that you know now is like huge but he just wanted he wanted me to like stand above him like on the table or on the bed and reach down and just give him hugs and i was like oh god that's so sweet <laughs> I, you know and i because i thought i thought i was going to come and be all badass beat this beat this guy up and he's like well so actually my fetish is like i just like to see you like coming down at me getting hugged and being squeezed and i'm like oh my god yes come here oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah i did that for an hour and it was lovely that's, that's awesome <laughs> that's, that's oh so yeah cool. yeah totally it's and this is one of the things that I've learned in doing it this long in life is that, um, yeah, I've, I've heard just about pretty much everything. So you usually can't freak me out with session stuff. Like people who are like, oh, I'm a weirdo and I like this. And I'm like, you're not like, I've heard that 15 times, whatever. <laughs> like, trust me, nobody's a weirdo in my brain because yeah, I mean, I've just literally, I've heard everything, um, but I think that's also what makes me pretty unique is that I, I actually ha understand it to a point, and I actually also, real I accept it fully. Like I'm like, all of us are weirdos. We're all weird. Like we're all just doing this the best that we can to get through this shit. <laughs> like, so we might as well enjoy it. <laughs> and do you think your your experiences growing up? kind of helped you to have empathy, empathy like, when, like you when you started like doing this like for understanding people's different, different fetish, especially like in your case like not knowing it growing up like not knowing about fetish like that's really cool that you had that instant like empathy and understanding for like people who were into it yeah that's that that is kind of true i i would say that um for me it's because i love i love new experiences i i love eclectic people too like people who are like or not eclectic, eccentric like yes. Yes. i love eccentric like i lo i don't know why i just like 
I not to be mean or rude, but vanilla people bore the fuck out of me, and I'm like, oh, you, like we're gonna talk about the weather and the politics, really? Like, let's talk about um, sucking toes and like how many t- how many times we like you know knock this guy out or whatever, like any silly stuff like that. Absolutely. But but yeah, I I just feel like um, it probably was my upbringing because I I got to excuse me, I got to see a lot, like I got to experience a lot of different people, a lot of different cultures, and for me it wasn't this like bland boring life which i'm so grateful no, for no, um, um, as i love doing the, the podcast and, and doing these because, because i know for i know me, for like, me like my therapist, therapist said it, said it to me because i always kind of felt like i know i know like, like other people don't like small talk, talk but maybe i feel like i'm extreme because i hate it and then she was like no 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 for the way you are and how you're wired it's physically painful and i was like yes yes it really is yes dude i totally feel you yeah it's yeah it's so that's so interesting have you always had that always yeah and i thought because because i would bring it up and I had, I had mostly, mostly growing, growing up, up like, like vanilla, vanilla friends, and there's vanilla to this day. So when I was ask him like, like hey, do you ever dream about, dream about this or think about, and they look, and they look like, at me like, no, D, what, what are you talking about? And then they're going to talk about like, you know, I got this, I saw this car on the road, blah, 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 or, you know, the day was just... I did, I did this, this I did that, and I'm like, and I, and I would fidget and move, and, move, and, I'm, like, and I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. this. And, like, and like, I have to like put my headphones in or walk around, and they're like, why do you do that? I go, because I'm, I'm just uncomfortable. I, I'm sorry, but I can't. Oh, wow, that's great. It was brutal. Yeah, no, I totally understand that and totally get that. It's it's interesting, I feel like, you because you're, you're a dreamer, too. Like, I feel like yes. dreamers, yeah, dreamers and people with imaginations are fetish. Like, the fetish world is, feel, is filled with so many different people, but that's what I've learned over my years is that, and that's why I love it, too, because I'm the same. I'm very, like, my imagination is out of this fucking world. So, 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 when, so when I get to meet other people and then we get to play together, I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. yeah, so I totally understand you. And that sucks that there's no, like, I don't know if you experienced that pain when you were younger, too. But there's, for those types of kids, like, what? what do we do like how can we help them is what i yeah, i don't know that's yeah one of my I, things i'm with I'm it and i think it motivates, motivates me to this day with people and, people and like i don't have, I don't any, have any kids i have a niece but warning them i always say, always say if you choose not to tell me tell me something or go there, there that's cool, that's cool. I, never I never want you to feel like you can't, you can't tell me and you, mm. and you can't talk about something with, mm-hmm. with me. That's so beautiful. It, it, it just, uh, it, it, was it, it was hard because I remember when I told, I thought it was in like high school, mm-hmm. and told some friends that I was into sessions, sessions mm-hmm. and they like laughed and then told everybody else. Uh, and jerks. I knew it bothered, it bothered me then. I didn't realize because we were friends until adulthood. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, D, you, D, you don't talk about things. You don't tell me. And I was like, well, yeah, it goes back to that. Like, you don't have to have the same interest or passions, but don't disrespect it. 
Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right, right there. And you know, I don't, I'm not, how old are you? I'm 32. Okay, yeah, sweet. So you're, yeah. I, I don't, for me, like, the older that I get, the less that I care about what other people think. And actually, because I, I used to, like, keep that inside of me so much. Like, I, I used to hide, like, you know, Michaela and the fetish world and stuff, and I was so ashamed of it. And, like, oh, I'm a bad person because I'm doing this. But now it's, like, I'm the life of the freaking party. And people are, because their lives are so goddamn boring. They're like, oh, my God, what did you do now? Like, where did you travel to now? And, wait, you wrestled, so, you like, what did you do? So I feel like life switches, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. Like, yeah, well, wait a minute. So all those guys with their same wives who are bored shitless, like, they're probably like, wow, I wonder what D's doing. He's probably wrestling another hot chick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's the thing. It's so weird. Because I, I, I was like, wait, well, wait a minute. Are you like, now you, now you want to hear this? And I'm, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> at first, at I, first I, I had to decipher because then I was, I was, I was like, you know what? I love it. I'm coming out, coming out letting everyone know. And then I, and was, then like, I was like, there's those, those who are legitimately interested mm-hmm. and those who kind of make you feel, make you feel like, like the circus animal. animal. Mm-hmm. And, so, and I so I was like, those with the ladder, ladder I kind of pushed aside. aside. And, and I had to decipher, like, no, I'm not ashamed. It's just not everyone is privileged to your life. Yeah. Your stories and your experiences. Nice. That's awesome. Yes, that's great advice. Yes. Because at first I was like, well, I thought I overcome this shame, this thing. Like, what's going on? But then I was like, no, they're making me feel... Like I'm like, like I'm like some circus, some circus freak that they, that they get to laugh, laugh at, mm-hmm. so and they would ask me questions, and I go, and I go yeah, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing it. it. Well, what happened? I go, it's none of your business. Oh, nice. Yeah, good for you. You're like no entertainment for you, fool. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> nice. Good. That's great. <laughs> Love it. Now, I, I want to, I want to ask you this question, and I hope I phrase it correctly. Is there because, because there's, there's that, that balance, balance of self-love mm-hmm. and, you know, you know self-assurance, but then, but then and, I've and I've experienced in my own way, way probably nowhere, probably nowhere near, near like, like you have, where, where there's, people there's people who love, love certain, like, like physical attributes, attributes and it can, and like, make you feel, make you feel good, but there's, but there's that, that balance of, like, you're supposed, you're supposed to love... To love you for you, for you. you. It and it starts with, with you loving, loving yourself, yourself. Mm-hmm. But, like, but like how do you have like how do you like how do you balance that, that like staying like staying confident in well, well I love me and I love how I look physically and on the inside but also being like it's kind of nice when people like these like these physical attributes and not going like too far in either way in either way I guess mm-hmm yeah that's a great question um I feel like I'm finally coming to that in my own life. It's been a long time, like, because I, like I said, I'm 46 now, so it's taken me a while. I've always struggled with, um, like, I've always been in my life the entertainer and the, um, the person who, like, you know, brings the sunshine kind of thing. Like, I, I've always been sort of labeled as that, even when I was a little kid. So, and physically, I feel like people have always, well, they've either loved me or hated me um, for what I had. And 
I, I honestly can say that I've, I feel like it's only been like the past maybe two years, maybe a year of my life that I've actually finally just said, you know, it doesn't matter. Like what matters in the end always is, is me. Like it's my life and my opinion of myself. And so what do I need to, to, you know, to enjoy my life, my physical presence here and also just my life in general. And that has, for me, it always comes down to health. Like I, I've had tons and tons of money. I've had, I've traveled the world. I've met cool people. I've done cool things. My biggest thing in my life is my health. And because if you don't have your health, you have nothing. Um, so I just feel like, that's where I find my love for myself is by taking care of myself, like health, health wise. Um, and letting the physical be what it is, because I've learned that, especially in romantic relationships, got like guys and girls too have, it's a lust. Physical is lust. Um, what if, if you can get past the lust part, then and I and I am definitely no um, <laughs> no uh, what's the word like I I have had a lot of experiences in, in relationships and marriages but I I'm not good at them <laughs> let's just let's say that um, because of, because of whatever reason but um but I find that once the physical goes you have to have more anyway so and if you don't have that for yourself then you're empty and that's kind of how I've feel like I've spent my life um which but now I'm finally getting to turn that that you know turn or close that old book and open a new one on myself so it's it's been cool that's awesome awesome. thanks and and I really appreciate you being vulnerable vulnerable and saying that that because I'm sure sure so many people who are listening they see and that's why I love doing the show as well because just like you, just said, like you said in the beginning with the shampoo, the shampoo. But, like, <laughs> but like just because, just because you're like, like you can be you both, can be both you, know, you know as Brene mm-hmm. Brown said you you can still be this badass kick-ass woman but you still have insecurities and thoughts and, and, and good, days good days and down days just like everybody else and there's no one or the other and they're both a part of you and all of us mm-hmm that's so true mm-hmm. and I think so many times I think it's, I think it's, it's human nature but also there's a lot of other factors we see someone who just whether it's physically or material wise well they must have it all and they don't have insecurities or the tough days or the the same battles that little me has and that's not true no you're so right that's so not true at all yeah we're that's what I that's I have to remind myself of that a lot is that we're all just Maya Angelou who's one of my favorite poets she says that she says um you know do the best you can like until uh, do the best you can until you know and then do better like if you know something you can always do better but just do the best you can and that's what we're doing I feel like it's especially nowadays it's it's a struggle but um if you just keep showing up and knowing that there's peaks and valleys, like life is peaks and valleys. It's not this like steady road of like joy all the freaking time. You're not supposed to be happy all the time. Struggle brings things. Um, and, and it also, it brings awareness and, and growth and, 
and I feel like I feel like so many people want this like little you know gift box of life but it's not and that's yeah it's not <laughs> and we all have it like yeah and nobody's perfect nobody so I think I think that's on a on a personal personal note that something I'm, that I'm because you're so because right, you're so right like through struggle, through struggle we grow, we grow as people, and we, and we can really have gratitude for the good times, for the good times mm-hmm. when we struggle. But like, but like looking at looking at you for you an for an example, example is that, that battle of knowing knowing like when like do when I, do I am I just, am I just wanting to like leave too early, too early mm. or? Do I need to stick in here and like experience the struggle, or when's the right time to like? Leave, leave this situation, situation. You, know, like, you know, like for you, you with teaching, mm-hmm. like that, like that battle of, is this is something, something like, like I should be on this path a little bit longer, or it's time for me to make this leap right now? Oh yeah, that's a great that's great observation too. And you know what I believe about that is that you know, like I feel like internally, well, more and more I feel like the world is taking that away from us. But it's a it's a deep it's something that I practice deeply is my internal knowing, because when you know it does you don't go blab about it, you don't go tweet about it, you don't go you just know and you you feel this like instinct inside of you and then you move. And it's something that for me I've I've always had really loudly and what I've learned in my life is that you guess what? You can always come back. <laughs> like you can you can never fuck it up. Like unless you hurt somebody or you burn bridges, you can always come back. Like I could go back to teaching. I could go. I I've come and gone from the fetish world so many times because I'm. It's like the the time isn't right, so I move and then I come back and then I. So that's my advice to people: is like, don't be afraid because you know when something is is in your gut telling you things. You know, <laughs> you know. Absolutely, absolutely. No, that's great advice. That's true. Let's listen, to listen to that. Listen to that inner inner self, self, like, telling you. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And it's always an adventure, like, because then it's, I think the thing that stops people is the risk. It's the fear. Because the risk, if you have to, if you have to stop something and then start something new, it's, that's a huge risk. Like, (laughs) you know, you have to, like, what? Oh, you you know, whatever it is that people are thinking of out there. But for me, it's like, oh, I might have to move and I have to change jobs and I have to change but for me I and I and again it might just be something that's just inside of me is that like adventure spirit of like no I came here to to experience life and to meet cool people and do cool things and so that's what I'm gonna do yeah yeah <laughs> no, that, no, that's awesome that's inspiring. that's inspiring it really is sweet good thank you yeah, yeah, honestly <laughs> now would you would say- you say I don't know if even as a change, as a change but is there certain either types of sessions or types of fetishes that instantly clicked with you, and then there's others that took a while, but now you like them, but at first you were like, nah, it's not for me. Oh, that's interesting. I, I don't think that there's ever any that I didn't like. Um, I like the, um, I like the variety of things, like... I like things where, um, like, you don't get to do them in normal life, which is basically pretty much all of my sessions, but, 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I okay. So one of my things is, and I know everybody's different. One of my things is like I like to know the person. Like I like to. I don't sit there and like interview them, but I like to. Um, I don't usually jump right into role with them. Like if they're if some guys like, oh, I want you to be a you know a dominant you know whatever school teacher that spanks me or whatever. Um, I like to like talk to the person and like get to know them. And then, um, like, one of my friends in the industry, she calls me the Mother Teresa of the fetish world. Because <laughs> she's, she's like, you care way too much. But for me, that's what fuels me. Like, I, I see that person as another human being having, a, having his or her moment to kind of have their expression of what they love. And I get to be a part of that. And I feel very honored by that. And... and and I know that sounds probably kind of silly, but no, no, it's really it's, cool. Yeah, it's it it really is. It's it's a true honor that I get to be a part of these people's fantasies. I'm like, this is freaking like it's an honor. <laughs> so when I am with them, that's what I like to do is like talk to them. So that that's what I usually like to do is talk, and then um, oh wait, that's not the question. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the question was um yeah so so basically no there wasn't anything that i didn't like um i, I just it, every thing is different every session is different and every person is their own energy i love oh like i have i've had some interesting sessions where the person won't even talk like i actually had this one fellow who his fetish was um sleepy feet so he said i basically just want to come in the door you're gonna pretend you're asleep like you're sleeping and i'm just gonna worship your feet for the hour i don't want you to look at me i don't want you to talk to me i don't want you to do anything and i'm like cool wow. <laughs> so, wow. yeah it was, that was a fun one i was like sweet i get to take a nap for an hour and make five hundred dollars <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> um, there, there also was, uh, I mean, I was also traveling with somebody too, so I made sure that she knew because I was like, just in case this guy like tries anything or you know. But I don't, I don't really ever put that out there or feel that. I felt very safe with him just through e email. So, but yeah, I'm cautious. I'm not stupid. So. <laughs> no, no, I got you. I got you. But yeah, that was a fun one. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and that's and also kind of like, like what we, it all connects, like doing this for 20 something years, and you still have that passion, like you still love to, mm -hmm. to talk. That's why, like, your answer was still perfect because it was like, that's really cool to hear. Like, you still love what you're doing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I can't not, like, I love the, ex like, I just love people's imaginations. Like, oh, tell me what's in there. What's in your brain? Let's play. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what keeps me fueled and what keeps me motivated and what is because you have, it's, it's like you have this person sitting in front of you being vulnerable, telling you like things that they probably have never been able to tell another human being or that they've lived in shame about or that they've, you know, dealt with their whole lives behind their closed doors in their own mental hells. And I'm like, here, I'm here to play. And they, it's just cool watching people open. It's, I, I think that's one of my biggest passions in life is just having people come to that, like, 
moment of acceptance or that moment of like opening to their life where they get to come out and play <laughs> which, is, which still, is still like you said, like you said still teaching, teaching and it probably, probably still gives you the same, the same feeling that, that when you had a student who you were like, like maybe they were struggling with a subject or an assignment and when that light bulb goes off and they get it and they're like oh i finally understand it yeah it's probably it's probably the same feeling there totally you know, you know, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It sure is. And that's exactly, that's what drives me. I'm like, yes! <laughs> Score! <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, now <laughs> being, in, being in, from like, from that, like time that time that you flew out, out to LA, LA to now, to now I'm sure, I'm you've, sure seen, you've seen like, like a lot of changes in fetish and, fetish and like session, session wrestling industry. industry. Mm-hmm. So, what are, so what are some of those changes, pro or, pro or con, that you've seen over, over the years? Oh yeah, that's really good. Okay, so there, I think um, they could be pros and cons on either side. But one of the things that I've really noticed is the professionalism of women now, which I'm so grateful for i it's like i think because when you take the shame and the guilt out of things people are able to like open up more um and i know that in my past especially i i was hiding all the time like oh my god oh it's so bad it's so horrible nowadays not so much people it seems like women are more open to just being like, you know, on session girls and, you know, these sites who there's so many of them now. And I feel like for the most part, they're being, they're, they're being safe, more, not safe, but smarter about things like, you know, taking deposits. I remember back in the day, women didn't take deposits. We didn't, like, mm-hmm. well, we didn't have, we didn't, we had no way of doing it, right? Because right, everything right. was like, we didn't have Venmos and PayPals and, <laughs> and all these things. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're being smarter about it. They're being, um, they're traveling together, which is cool. Like, I, I find that those are real pros. Um, I find also that the industry in general is promoting, women um like having friendships and i'm i love that because when i was doing it i felt i always felt so alone and kind of sad um and now i see these women and women contacting me like hey i want to work with you and i want to travel with you and i'm like really this is awesome oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah it really is um and then like some of the cons that i've seen is like i don't i think just because social media just you know social media is kind of it's a good and a bad thing but i just feel like some of the stuff in my opinion kind of is going to extremes but it's not my fetish so i can't say like i'm not a big i don't do and i'm not a big huge fan of the um the fendom the financial stuff like give me a, give me your money pig i'm like how fun is that like right, right, yeah. i mean I, I trust me i'm not gonna deny money but but but, but i like stuff more like physical like i like you know, whatever, like, I don't know, kiss my feet for my money or something, or like, let me squeeze your head for some money, I guess, <laughs> but that's, maybe that's where I need to, like, change my, my stuff, I don't know, who knows, but it is getting extreme on that, and, um, as far, but, 
yeah, I mostly see like the pros in that it's creating community and people who can like come together. And I, I have a whole group down in Florida of people that I just like, I love them. Like they're my, I feel like they're my family sometimes like, and being able to travel and even when I go to LA, like I have a couple of producers out there who they, they're my friend. Like, I feel like if something was going down or something was wrong, they would, they're my true friends and they would be like, Hey, are you okay, Michaela? Like, what's up? You know? Um, so it's created more of a, a, a connection, I guess, in, in some ways. Um, and people are people. I mean, they're always going to do their thing, but, um, I just feel like, it's gotten better over the years. It's not such a lonely, underground, shameful world anymore. The fetish stuff. So that's, that's true. Like, I guess I never asked a guest this before. But when you're, but when you're home, home, and like, and like just walking around, around and going, going shopping, shopping or running, or running errands, errands. Have, you have you ever been recognized before? <laughs> I have many times, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I have a couple of funny stories. I have one yeah. where I was at the airport and this guy comes running up to, I mean, he was, you could just tell he was excited, but I was with my dad and at the time my dad didn't know. And he was like, he was like, and now my whole family knows and I, I, I don't live in shame, but he was like, he's like, oh my God, oh my God, Michaela, Michaela. And I'm like, who, what are you, huh? Who are you talking about? Like, what is, I don't know what, I don't know. This guy's going crazy. Like I had to like sort of, and I think he finally got it. And he, he like walked, you know, he like walked away and stuff. And he emailed me later and said, I'm so sorry. I was like, no, that's okay. I just was with somebody who didn't know. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. But there's been moments like that. And then, um, actually I was at the Apple store a couple months ago and the, 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 the kid and I call him kid he's in his 20s he said he's like oh he emailed me he said oh my god I saw you at the apple store and I was like why didn't you say hi because I was alone and he's like you're such a goddess and I was like oh you're so sweet like it's it's funny because in like in the real quote real world I don't really I'm just kind of like doing my normal thing not trying to be anything you know (laughs) but when people notice I'm I'm grateful and yeah yeah, it's actually it's really nice. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. it's funny. It can be fun. <laughs> I, I have to have ask to ask because, because from one from podcast one podcaster to another, to another mm-hmm. and, I'll and I'll plug again the Michaela Miles show. Everyone listening, please go listen to Michaela's awesome podcast. But but I wondered wondered just just for you what what led you to start the podcast and are you planning on continuing and doing more with it yeah um what let what inspired me um was actually covid i was so bored <laughs> like oh my god i'm so bored what am i gonna do so yeah and i'm a creator i love i have to be always doing something i have to be i have to be creative um and people have always told me, oh, you should write another book and you should do blah, blah, blah and tell more of your story. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm tired of writing and I don't feel like doing that. But I'll, t- but I, but I can talk and I can tell my story. So that's actually what started it. And then I, I got inspired by um, one of my, the newer Amazons on the scene. She, she, she was just coming into the business and I said, hey, you want to, you want to just like, let me just interview you on this podcast and you can 
we can just go from there. And then it just kind of spiraled into this, like, oh, I had all these people writing me, hey, I want to be on your podcast. Hey, I want to be interviewed. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so so it's just something that um, it's another one of those, like, things that I kind of just I put out there playfully, and then things just kind of keep showing up. So I, I do plan on doing it continuing it um I just right now I've been so busy with um well I was working I had a vanilla job I went back to vanilla life and then I got bored of it <laughs> I was like no I'm not again like I can't do it I'm just go yeah so my realization was you may yeah, anyway it's for me it's always it's usually financial I'm like okay I can make this amount of money in a month or I can make this amount of money in two hours which one am I gonna choose <laughs> like I, I can't be stupid especially now in my older life <laughs> but um but yeah so I've been busy with uh had um my I was doing therapy um I was I was a massage therapist and um oh wow yeah, I did some did sound healing and stuff, and then I decided to go back into fetish and do this. And now I'm training for the show, so I'm kind of like, okay. Uh, for me, it's always about finding time. So that's, but I will go back to podcasting. I love it. I love hearing other people's stories and just hearing how they got started and where they're at in life, kind of thing. So, so I'll have to have you on later. I would, I would love to. <laughs> Yay! I That'd be awesome. Anytime. That'd be, that would be an honor. That'd be awesome. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> now, no, you just because I, I want to get into writing, writing but I've never been a natural writer. writer. Mm -hmm. Which, one, Which was one was more natural for you, writing or doing podcasting? Writing was de is definitely always been. Yeah, I've always been a writer. I just get I just get like blocks sometimes, and um, yeah, talking has never been my forte, but I, it's something that I'm learning how to do better. <laughs> I, I stumble. I'm actually quite goofy. Like I have, I'm sort of like, -hoo -hoo -hoo. like I'm silly when I talk. And so, um, if it's, it's that playful part of me, but I'm not like this, you know, you know, uh, eloquent speaker kind of thing. Not yet. Anyway, we'll see. No, no I, I can say <laughs> that's why I asked because, because from the episodes I've, I've listened, they're really good. And, and, you, and you telling, telling your story, story which, to, which me to me is the hardest doing, doing. Mm. A solo podcast, and they were captivating episodes. Oh, great. that's awesome. Thank you very much. That's, yay. That, yeah, that's, that makes me happy. Yeah, yeah that to me is probably, because, you know, there's having a co-host, there's having that interview show, and then there's that, but there's four, I guess, because there's the storytelling kind of episode, like where you've interviewed a bunch of people and you put it together. Like, mm -hmm. like those true crime ones, mm -hmm. and then you doing probably, probably to me the hardest one is really just really just you and a microphone and, and talking, and they were, and they were really, really excellent episodes. Oh well, that's awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yay! That's what I'm good at is talking to myself. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's my that's my like little kid imaginative brain yep that's exactly what i do yep <laughs> oh, no, that's, you, you nailed it so how many books, books have, you have you written well i've only written one and it's I don't promote it anymore because it's on Amazon and my, it, it had a bunch of stuff happen with it where 
my editor, we lost the passwords to it. Now Amazon is getting all the money for it and nobody gets anything for it. So I don't promote it because I don't get a cent out of it. And neither does my editor either, apparently. But yeah, it's a, it, yeah, so I don't, I, I've tried, I've thought about like rewriting it or redoing a different one, but I can't even, they won't even take it off of Amazon. Amazon's being a, they're kind of a brat, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I might, so how I left the last book was, um, I was saying, actually I was saying goodbye to my fans. I was telling them, oh, thanks for this like awesome life and I'm ready to move on and I want to go get married and have a family. And that was my goal. And I actually did, I, I retired from the fetish world and then I went, I moved to Hawaii and I met my, who, who's now, who's now my other ex-husband. <laughs> But I married, I did, we did end up marrying each other, we got married, and I tried to have a normal life there, I tried really hard to have a normal life, and I actually even went back to teaching, but there's just something inside of me that won't let that happen, I don't know what it is, it's like this weird, like, destiny thing that I'm supposed to be in, in the fetish world, um, doing silly things in life and having fun, so. Now, now yeah, I hope it's not too personal. No. Is it, uh... With, 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 like, like dating, dating and marriage and being in the fetish-slash-session fetish world, world, is it more, is it, more, is it hard, like, like because, that, because person that person isn't, isn't doing it with you? you? Mm -hmm. Or is it more of they're not, they're not understanding, understanding of it? In my situation, I have... It's always been... Um, and not they don't a non-understanding like they just don't understand it and they don't understand that it's for me it's not sexual that for the guy it's probably yeah it's sexual it's and or for the girl whoever is in front of me having the session of course it's their sexual fantasy it's their thing but am i having sex with them no um so they there's always that strange line that we have as humans for some reason especially um when you have that jealousy factor come in of like oh that person you might leave or you might go with somebody else and i'm like dude if i love you i love you i don't right, i'm not right. trying to have sex with other people this is my job and this is what i'm doing for fun and for and for financial um well-being <clears throat> so for me in my relationships it's always been just a non-understanding because they don't have it i've 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 actually I, I did date one guy with a fetish with a foot fetish and i think one what happens with them is like then once the like fantasy rolls off they you know once reality hits reality is not fun yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. let's 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 all get that straight like reality sucks that's why you have to have the fantasy and the fun and the play but um <laughs> But yeah, once that kind of wore off and he's like, oh, you don't like this isn't, you know, yeah, it just didn't happen. So, but in general with relationships, it's just that non-understanding, I think for me and, um, and anymore, I don't like, I've, I've tried dating and doing all kinds of different things, but guys in, in my, in my, I think in my generation too, they, like younger guys seem to be more open and more willing to be like, "Hey, do your thing, girl," you know. But, right. but for some reason, 
I just, yeah, the fellows in my generation are kind of like maybe old school and like, what are you doing? That's kind of strange. Or they'll think like, oh, wow, that's so cool. But then they get super jealous when I'm like traveling or, you know, having sessions with these people. So it's a, it's, it's kind of interesting for sure. <laughs> has, has that been harder, harder as far as, far as, as dating, dating than being, than being like, like, taller being six foot three like which one has been more of a challenge oh yeah most definitely the feta yeah i'm just i just (laughs) i continue just to keep adding challenges to my life i don't (laughs) i'm like as if being six three and a huge athletic chick is wasn't hard enough let me also tell you i'm a fetish model and i do this and they're like oh my god what the hell (laughs) um yeah i would say that definitely the the being a fetish um, model and in, in the industry has is is was t- is tougher yeah to tell or to like have that like acceptance of in the in the supposed dating world <laughs> no no well let me ask let me also, ask also since, since being, being a fetish tall, model because a lot of taller women, taller women who, who I've met, met they they which is right on right on everyone has like standards, standards. so for, so them, for them someone, someone who is shorter is just not their, not their preference. preference. Has, Has that, being the being fetish, fetish world, made it easier for you to, like, like look at a guy who is, say, five, say five eight, eight or something? Like, like make, make it easier to do? To do or is it or still kind of, like, like, you have your preference? No, I'm I'm one of those weird um, tall girls. I've never had a preference. I like, I, I actually, honestly, I actually like shorter guys. I, I mean, I like tall guys, too. Don't get me wrong. But um, I tend to go towards shorter guys. Like, um, five, like, yeah, the last guy I dated was 5'8". I, um, so, I don't really, because I, for me, I don't see height. It's a weird thing with me. I don't really see it. I see it when they become um, weird about it or insecure about it. That's my thing. But I'm, I've never been one of these girls who are like, oh, he has to be over six foot or else I'm out. Like, I, I don't understand. I'm like, you're just, you're narrowing down a lot of really awesome people. Like, just because of how tall they are, that's so dumb. <laughs> but that's their thing. It's their thing. I, I, I have a... I guess I can call her a friend. She's she's cousins with two of my close friends. Mm-hmm. And she's about five eleven, mm-hmm. and I remember her saying that because her like like dad and uncles and her brother are all six three and above. Like so, she wants someone like like tall to her is. Six three six four, mm-hmm. and I remember like looking up the numbers one time, and I'm like. Yeah, that, yeah, just, that just narrows, narrows your <laughs> options <laughs> by like so, so much, like to find a guy that tall, and that's, and that's before, before you get to does his personality and yeah, the morals. I'm like, I'm like man, you are really narrowing that search. <laughs> yeah, that's that is not those are not good odds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree with you. I've always felt that way, though. Even, like, in high school, I remember my first boyfriend was a short guy. Yeah, it's like, I don't care. Like, who cares? Is he a good person? Is he? Does he make me laugh? Is he fun? Like, okay, then that's what I like. So, yeah. I, and, and that's interesting. You don't see it until they bring it up. Like, what happens with there? Is it kind of like a... Like a deal breaker, breaker. not a deal breaker, but like, like, is it hard for you to like bounce back then yourself once they've made it like a big deal? Yeah, I, I usually, 
I, I'm usually, like, I, I'm very, like, aware of it and sensitive to it, so I can tell. Like, if a guy isn't confident in himself when he's around me, I, I feel it. And I just know. And I'm, because yeah, that's the biggest thing in my, in my thing is, like, just be who you are, but be it fully. And, like, and, and own it. Like, I don't care if you're 5'2". Own that shit, you know? But, and because when you bring, I feel like when I, I've noticed when when a guy brings in that insecurity or that like feeling of like oh this we look weird together or this doesn't feel right I can sense it from like miles away and then I'm like I'm out yeah because yeah. if I don't have that like sort of I mean because I've I've dated like I think one the shortest guy was like five four five three that I dated and he but he was a freaking like one of those little tiny guys who just like owned he just owned his shit like <laughs> oh, that's awesome. yeah it was awesome but he because i always felt that with him and that's what i base my stuff on mostly is like f- the feeling it's like how do i feel with that person like yeah if i start to feel his like then i'm like i'm out <laughs> yeah. no, that's so cool yeah because <laughs> i think you're I've read, I've read articles because i'm someone, I'm someone I, think I think it's really heights fascinating, fascinating. Mm-hmm. and there is, there is more, more which I think is something to say. Maybe it is a generational thing, thing, which is cool. That more, that more like guys are dating taller, women, dating taller women, and taller women are dating shorter men, men, and they're like, who cares? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, just own whatever you are. Own it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the key to it. Yep. So. <laughs> so barring, hopefully, hopefully you heal from the, from the shampoo. shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> I will never think of herbal essences in any other way now. Always be that. Like wow, this took down. That's so lovely. Oh, that's that'd be a great video. That would... <laughs> I'm gonna make one and dedicate it to you. There you go. Oh, I appreciate that. That would be the best bucket list ever. That's oh, awesome. Oh my that is awesome. So, so what else? Do, uh, do uh, should fans be looking for for you coming up soon? I know you're always a busy person, but what can we uh, can we plug for you? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing that I'm changing up for myself now is doing. I'm gonna start traveling again, so just be watching out after June. Um, so yeah, after June, I'm gonna be. putting out my schedule probably for the summer of sessioning so i'll be traveling more and hopefully i'll be getting back on that podcast soon so (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah i'm and my biggest thing is always daily content like i i'm a big um i i do a lot of content on my OnlyFans site so and i want my clients or my my customers clients whatever my fans um to be happy and to enjoy what i'm putting out there so always new stuff there and they can go there on it's onlyfans.com slash the michaela miles but yeah no no uh, that's so cool cool. and definitely definitely can't wait for you to start sessioning sessioning and also doing that podcast because it really is cool and it's it's really really awesome. awesome
I appreciate your feedback on that very much. I, I respect that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I loved it. I was. I was like, what's next? Nice. I go to the next one. Yay! Right on. Right on. Right on. I gotta keep. Well, but, see, I gotta have. I gotta keep having more adventures so I can keep telling stories, right? Oh, oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. No, yeah. no, I. I think it's, I one, think of it's one of the best. I know, even though, I know, even though the, the, the industry's growing, growing like, like the stories that can, that can come out and the storytelling that people, that people I just think think don't know. know. And I mean, and like, I mean, like people when it comes to like publishing, publishing books or, or creating TV shows, shows or documentary, documentary. like it's so, it's so interesting and fascinating that because you probably see it more than I do, like way more. Like when you start to tell stories, you have everyone's attention. they are hooked. Like, well, what happened next? Right. And then what happened? Right. And then what happened? Like they just want to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm excited to D Rock, and I I definitely I want to invite you onto the show. I'll definitely email you and stuff after this. But I want to thank you so much for having me on, and also I just like on a personal note too. I want to tell you like keep dreaming, man. I people the world needs people like you and me and all of us out there. So keep dreaming, keep doing your, keep pushing for your goals. I'm very grateful for you. Oh, well, oh, that. Well, that- that makes, that my, makes day. my day, and to hear, to hear from someone, someone I, I admire and respect like you, like that, you that really means a lot. Means a lot. Thank, you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Yeah. And it was, and so, it was awesome so awesome talking with you. with you. Yes, thank you. So Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So for so the for one and only Michaela Miles, I'm D-Rock. Thank you guys for listening to After Hours Sessions Podcast. Peace.